live from the Parent Nation studios, it's Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents, shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. Yeah, well, I got a newsflash for you, folks. The problem with kids is parents. Excuse me, Sheryl Sandberg, but I'm not leaning in anymore. I'm sick of spilling my martini. (laughs) I'm serious. It's time to put the F word back in parenting. Fun parenting. Oh my gosh, why can't we do this? Why can't we have dance parties in our kitchens? I don't understand. And now, here's your host, Tara Kennedy Clive. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome to the show. Hey, Kelly. Hi. Hi. How are you? I am fired up today. Are you? Wonderful. I am. I am, I am all fired up. I got I um I got the internet all fired up. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. We have oh, an amazing what did show. You say now? No, it's not me. It's never me, oh, Kelly. It's no. everybody else. Right. <laughs> I it's not me, was, it's you. It's not me, it's you. See that I flip that, right? <laughs> it's the internet that that gets me going. I just right. respond to the things <laughs> in my space. Ugh, I have had too much caffeine and too much sugar over the last couple Uh-oh. days, and it's starting to catch up with me. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit rammy. School starts mm-hmm. on Monday. Wow. We're Woo-hoo. already four weeks in. You're what? We're already four weeks into school. Stop it. But you live in, you live in hell. I mean, Arizona. <laughs> no, you were right the first time. We just had 117 <laughs> on Saturday. It's big news, Kelly. Everybody knows. I know. I know. It, it gets so hot here that they actually sell chillers for your pool to keep chillers. the pool cool. Really? Yeah. They're and chillers. we buy heaters. Right. We can get those, too, if we want to in the wintertime. So can you imagine having a heater and an air conditioner for your pool? Okay. First world problems. (laughs) Seriously, people. Seriously? And we're worried about fucking trophies for six-year-olds? Like, that's the the gratitude and and entitlement Uh, problem we have? Really? Isn't that funny? Meanwhile, Arizona has air conditioners for their swimming pools. Right. <laughs> you people crack me up. Yeah, but, uh, we're supposed to have a heat wave too. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be in the nineties. Nineties, <laughs> mm, my perfect temperature. I love ninety. Really, really, right at ninety. I love. No, I love eighties. I'm an eighties mm. girl. Yeah, all around, though. all around eighties <laughs> girl. Yeah, my family's always trying to get me to go in our pool. Though it has to be right. like a hundred and two minimum for me to go in our swimming pool. Does it get that hot? No. Okay. That's why I've only been in three times in 10 years. And only once was it voluntary. Oh. I've actually been forcibly placed into my swimming pool twice. (laughs) (laughs) I call it that so I don't get too angry about it. Oh, I see. Did you have a drink in your hand at the time? No, no, because then it would have just been ugly. Mm, mm-hmm. right. Then that pool would have been filled yeah. in and, and it would be a garden. 
<laughs> you, you don't mess with my drinks. Yeah. We had a we had a fabu party here on Saturday for me and my girl Delilah, my bestie Delilah. Uh-huh. We celebrated our 45th birthdays. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't even seem like it makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And our dear friend uh Kimberly Lally from Lally's Cake Creations made um a beautiful birthday cake for Delilah and I. It was absolutely delicious. It was like chocolate and raspberry on the top layer and then vanilla, vanilla on the bottom layer. And it was all cute and it had 45 records all over it. And she's just brilliant and she's a she's one of our show sponsors. So I love to do a shout out to her every opportunity I get. If you're in the Berks County area and you're looking for amazing cakes, call and she does cupcake cakes too. So call Kimberly Lally. But I'm excited about our show today because it is uh <clears throat> it's home business happy hour. Technically I should have a drink in my hand because it's the home business happy hour, but instead I have a cupcake and a cup of coffee in front of me, which is you know, for for uh for a morning show, I guess that's good enough. But my my coconut cupcakes uh, do make me pretty happy, but anyway, we are. Um, I'm super excited to have um, to have two amazing business topic guests on the show today. I'm going to be talking with Heather Vashilevsky, um, who has started a business called um, Parents with Careers. She started that in 2014, and it's basically to help parents to work from home and network and support each other and and learn from each other. And then we're also going to be talking to, in the third segment, we're going to be talking to Mitch Dowell, um, who is the founder and creative director of Branding Experiences, which is a marketing and branding and design company, kind of local to me. So I'm super excited to talk to him because... I think that that's one thing when we talk about home-based businesses, the first thing obviously that comes to mind is MLM type companies, home business, you know, multi-level marketing party plans and that sort of thing. And so many people are doing these jobs very well. You know, they have, they have really good businesses that they're running, but it's really, really hard to set yourself apart to create a brand when you're already representing a brand. Um, And so, but at the same time, it kind of makes their job a little bit easier because they do have, you know, something to fall back on, a tagline, a logo, an expectation and a knowledge of that, that business. And so solopreneurs like me who started my business basically out of my home after leaving the MLM world, um, it's kind of hard for us to find that branding niche and, um, to know when to outsource that kind of work. So I'm super, super excited to be talking to Mitch Dowell in our second or third segment, I should say, um, after, uh, after we talked to Heather about bringing our businesses home. So it's going to be a great show if you're, if you're into home business and you're, you know, trying to get started or trying to grow your business from home. It's going to be a great show. Um, I have to say, I well, first of all, 
um, I think Kelly is actually not with us right now. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I love her, but she'll come back. Um, I really, I wanted to talk about the, um, I wanted to talk about what the heck is going on in, uh, I wanted to talk about what's going on with blowing up the internet with, uh, with kids and awards. We were talking about it a little bit earlier with Kelly. Um, last month I write for, uh, I write a parenting column, a parenting advice column for a publication, a local publication called about families. And last month in August, actually this month, my article was about bringing back good sportsmanship. And I, one of the things that we've lost sorely in kids sports is the element of good sportsmanship. I believe that it's something that we don't teach our kids enough of anymore because we are so focused on, don't you embarrass me out there. Parent Nation, if you can't admit that, then you're part of the problem um, because it, it's an absolute truth. I attend, I've, I've been in sports events promotions since I'm a little girl and I have seen it in major sporting events. I've seen it in paid sporting events. I've seen it in elementary sports. I've seen it in t-ball games where parents are more concerned with their child making them look good than their child doing their personal best. And um, so I wrote this article on sportsmanship and how it's kind of atrophied. It's one of those things that that is atrophied out of childhood. And lo and behold, doesn't James Harrison blow up the internet by the, the Pittsburgh Steeler by taking away his kids' achievement awards from a camp, sports camp, that he enrolled them in. So, Kelly, are you back? I am here. Hi, sweetie. So I know you've read about it. I know you've heard about it. It it, it blew up the internet yesterday. The thing that I find so ridiculous, Kelly, is the fact that Parents are actually, adults are actually going on in support of him and saying these kids and their entitlement issues these days. Um, I had a a sports scout uh, kind of bantering back and forth with me yesterday on Facebook. And his stance was it's the wussification of American sports by giving kids a participation award. And I'm like, dude, you're a scout. How dare you even use that term in relation to kids sports today? Kids sports today are the opposite of wussified. They are more violent. They are more aggressive. They are more angry. Kids, Kids are getting concussions. And I know this because my son was at an osteopath for six months in a row last year after he broke his hip in wrestling because Uh of an overly aggressive, angry wrestler. Concussions are up nine times over last year. Nine times the children are coming, are having concussions, experiencing concussions than last year. And that is more than the year before it. You know, there are four kids on my son's own football team that can't play because of concussions, because they've had too many. Hmm. What do you think that's caused from? I mean, I know the actual cause, but do you think 
coaches are pushing them too hard or parents are pushing them too hard? Yes. Or just the nature of the game? No, I don't think it's the nature of the game. I don't think it's the nature of the game. I think it's from, I think it's caused by parents seeing that if their kid is angry or aggressive, they will hit harder and they will push through the line harder and they will, you know, they will charge the goal and they will fight through pain. Do you realize that they're telling eighth grade kids to fight through pain? Ugh. I mean, I'm hearing kids come off the field and say and find out that they broke their thumb and going, yeah, but I I still played through the third quarter. Uh, Are you kidding me? That's not good. That's permanently damaging to your body. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's because you've got parents standing on the sidelines or reaming their kids in the car on the way home, you got to get mad. You got to hit them hard. You got to be aggressive out there. You got, no, you got to be smart. (laughs) And you've got to play the game. You've got to know your plays. You've got to be able to read your opponents. You know, you've got to know your strengths. Those are things that you've got to do. You've got to be able to play a pickup game in the backyard with your friends so that you can work on your throwing, your passing, and your catching, or your pitching, or your whatever you're doing, cartwheels, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You've got to work with your friends on a consistent basis instead of that one person who's not telling you you're good enough. And then we have people, parents, like James Harrison, who are willingly taking awards away from his kids and saying, you're not good enough to get that. In my opinion, if a kid is going to tolerate the bullshit that we put them through for juvenile sports these days, they deserve an award. Mm. You know, how many how many participants do you know will sign up for a, a running race or a bike race and not expect something at the finish line? Right. You know, where's my mm-hmm. mug? Where's my T-shirt? Where's my ribbon? <laughs> you know, I have... I have little trophies. I'm going to call them trophies. You know, it's the the little statuette of the guy kicking the soccer ball or the little bobblehead baseball player. I have those things on my shelves and they don't say winner. They say, thank you for participating in blah, blah, blah. And my son's names, mm-hmm. you know, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with that? Nothing. I mean, if it was if it was a T-shirt, would he make him put the turn the T-shirt back in? Uh, Kelly, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. You mean to tell me that if his team won the Super Bowl and he didn't happen to play because he was on the injured list, he'd give the ring back? Right. Shut (laughs) up, dude. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, knock it (laughs) off, dude. We're telling our kids they're not good enough to a level that our kids are believing they're not good enough. And then we want to go, why is depression so high among our kids these days? Because you keep telling them they suck and they don't deserve anything. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the thing. If you really want your kids to not be entitled, then when you see the neighboring team's kids getting trophies don't go up to the coaches and say, you know, next year I want my kid to have a trophy too. Because your kid didn't pick that trophy. You did. Mr. Grown-ass mm-hmm. adult. 
You chose to give that kid a trophy, and then you want to bash them for receiving it. It's not the kids. It's the parents. And it's It's very confusing for children today. It is. You know, have you seen a sports schedule for uh, for Pee Wee Sports recently? I have not seen one recently, no. Uh, not even peewee sports, but like my son is in high school. My son mm-hmm. is in high school f- football right now. He's in varsity football. Those kids, you know, they have, they have, they have to be up for practice at six o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. They have doubles right now. They have heat right. acclimation where they have to practice in the most extreme conditions that they can to get used to it. They have scrimmages and games on holidays. They have practices on holidays that they can't miss. It's like, you know, these schedules are so rigorous. And this guy who didn't even have the decency to attend the ceremony where his kids received those awards is going to tell those kids that they didn't work hard enough to get one. You don't even Mm. know what they did. You didn't even go to How many carpools did you drive, buddy? How many (laughs) practices did you go to? You know, do you know that the coach didn't stand up in front of the entire audience of people and say, these were the most improved kids in the entire batch and they earned this award. Do you know that their coach didn't say that? No, you don't because you weren't there. And that's the kind of thing that makes me crazy. If we want our kids to learn sportsmanship, if we want them to learn appreciation, if they want, if we want them to learn to be grateful and thankful, we have to show them what that looks like and not take things for ourselves and then tell their, our kids they're not worthy. So somebody hmm. decided that it was going to look like a trophy. Bad on you. You know why that bothers you? Because you wanted a trophy your entire life and didn't earn one, and now your kid is getting something that looks like what you've always wanted. You coveted hmm. that. You coveted that, and now you're pissed because your kid got one, and you don't think they worked as hard as you for it. That's what that's all about. So here's the deal. Let's go back to certificates. Let's go back to T-shirts. Let's go back to ribbons, and then everybody will be happy. But stop saying kids don't deserve to be thanked for the hard work that they put in in a season when your greatest athletic feat to date is walking from the bleachers to the concession stand and back. So (laughs) that's my thought on that. So anyway, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to Heather Vashilevsky about parents with careers when we return. We're taking care of business with a word from these sponsors. Homeschooling? Half questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. Look like your spouse? According to a University of Michigan researcher, if you think you're starting to look like your spouse, you could be right. 
The study compared photos of couples in their 20s to pictures taken in their 50s and 60s and found the older they got, the more they looked alike. It's believed that couples have a tendency to mimic each other's expressions, which can produce similar laugh or frown lines around the eyes and mouth as they age, thus making them appear to look more like their spouse. It could also be that people use genoclexis when picking a mate. That's choosing on physical appearance. Maybe we want somebody that looks like us. However, also according to research, the more comfortable a couple is in their marriage, the less they look at each other. It's Virgin I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back to the show. I am really super excited. I say that all the time, but you know what? Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) I do, Kelly, don't I? I'm always super excited. But here's the thing. Every single time a new guest comes across my desk, I read their bio and then I, you know, if they send me a book or whatever, I, I try my best to read that as much of it as I can. And I really do get excited about the people who are on this show because, you know, they're brilliant at what they do and they're willing to share it with Parent Nation. So if that gets me excited every single time, then hey, (laughs) 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 once a week, whatever. So anyway, my first guest is Heather Vashilevsky, and she is the founder of Parents with Careers, which she started in 2014. she wanted to, she was in healthcare with Fortune 500 companies, but she wanted to work from home. Um, she wanted to uh, spend more time with her kids and make her parenthood experience valuable and fun. And then she realized that she wanted to help other parents do the same thing, which I absolutely love. So, Heather, hi, how are you? Good morning. I'm wonderful. How are you guys doing? Really great. Good. Hi, Heather. I- Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm working from my home right now, which for me is like sort of a dream come true on one hand and a, a, a necessary evil because I don't work well with people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do, you know, I I shouldn't say that. Um if I don't like the way someone is running their business, I'm not quiet about it. And that has posed the problem for me most of my life. So what I did was I've always owned my own businesses. And um, I started out like owning businesses, like service industry type businesses. Then I got into home party plan because I had kids and I realized the same thing you did. I needed to be at home with my boys. But it's I still needed to make money. It is a gift, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you you had the ability to work from your home and, and do a great service to your family. What made you decide to take this to the general public and serve them as well? I think it, it, it actually is passion about the topic. And I've been very, very 
blessed to have an employer that has been flexible with me during my transition and my journey into working parenthood. And I realized that it was kind of this, the struggles that working parents have, I felt in some ways it was a dirty little secret. And as I talked to other working parents, it it started as a murmur and it started almost, you know, over a glass of wine. Hey, is this, is this hard for you? Cause it's hard for me and I'm scared to tell anyone about it. <laughs> and when I started to talk to other really ambitious, bright working parents and both mothers and fathers, I realized that one, they were kind of scared to talk about it at work. They were, they thought it, they thought that they would see, be seen as less dedicated to their jobs, less dedicated to their kids. And I, I really thought that was a shame. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, what I've learned in my career has actually helped me be a better parent. And what I've learned as a mother has actually helped me in my career. And the classic example I think of is the false sense of urgency. And I almost laugh at myself now at some of the things that I used to freak out about at work and turn into a fire drill and stay all night to fix. And there's nothing like a kid throwing up or, you know, a school <laughs> emergency to help you realign and recalibrate what's an emergency um, and, and what's urgent at work. So I really, I really felt that once I saw and reframed my perspective, that also helped me write my book. Um, once I reframed my perspective on my relationship between my work and my career, and my role as a parent, and I saw them as aligned in complements versus conflict, I really felt like I wanted to share that with other parents and give them a chance to, outside of their work, build a network and build a community and build a safe space where they could openly talk about their troubles and their struggles, get coached through them, and really achieve their maximum potential in both worlds. I love, that's so amazing because that is one of the biggest things that I personally experienced and I hear from other working parents, work from home parents, is that um, that whole sense of urgency thing, you know, is it is it important, is it urgent or is it, you know, can it wait kind of thing? That's so funny to me because that's one of the big, I, I started out in the toy industry and I always used to tell my recruits and my team members and stuff like that. There is no such thing as a toy emergency. So, you know, if someone, <laughs> if someone's not, if someone calls you at nine o'clock at night because their, you know, marble works broke, you really, really, really don't have to return that call until the next morning. You can probably even ignore it until the next morning. And it was one of those things where I was saying it constantly, but I had to learn to implement it myself because I was so guilty of, those one o'clock in the morning, like you said, you know, email checking and responding immediately and, oh my God, I'm going to lose the sale. And it's funny because the, the corporate world doesn't work like that. It, it doesn't. But you know what? I think as working parents, we, that's where we need to come together and we need to remember and advocate for each other and for ourselves because we do add value to the workplace. We do bring a different level of awareness and we can help level set and recalibrate corporate America. And the fact of the matter is that there is a, there is an, a pending, and actually it's not even pending, it's happening now. There's a, a skilled labor shortage in our country. And mm -hmm. 
our workforce needs us working parents and they need us not only because they need, you know, seats, butts in the seats or at home on the phone, but they need us because we have a very, very unique skill set that can help optimize efficiency. I mean, there's nothing like a working parent to really look at a list of conference calls, for example, and really criticize, do we need this conference call? Can we solve it on an email? Working parents are, they do whatever they can to optimize efficiency and find every single minute that they can in the day. And that is better for corporate America and productivity. So I think I think corporate America needs to change. And I think it's up to us as working parents to not hide the fact that we're working parents and to, in fact, go and say, because we are working parents, we have a unique skill set and a unique value to add to your business. And we want you to appreciate us for that. In fact, we want you to pay us the same. We don't want a motherhood or a fatherhood penalty. Um, We deserve (laughs) the maternity leaves and the paternity leaves and Treat us with the same respect and and appreciation that you would non-working parents, and we will actually make your business better. I I think we need to change the mindset of corporate America, and that starts first with Mm -hmm. changing our own mindset and our own framework. And instead of kind of hiding this part of ourselves or really thinking that our our role as a parent needs to be separate from our role as an employee, we need to reframe our own perspective and gives our, give ourselves permission to appreciate the value that parenthood brings to the workplace and that what we learn at our job adds to our role as a parent. So do you work more with um, parents who are transitioning to kind of telecommuting jobs or do you work more with kind of like what I experienced, um, you know, like MLM companies, or is it more like ho- like entrepreneurs? Who is your who is your key market? Um, so I would say it's a blend of all. I think to I I there are in fact on my my website on the recommended reading page, there's a lot of good books that I have to help parents that want to transition into entrepreneurship. Um, there are parents, for example, I myself actually operate in both spaces. So I have a corporate job and I have my home um, mm-hmm. because I have, I've, I've advocated for myself and I've really stressed the value that I bring to my corporate job. And because of that, they've allowed me a lot of flexibility to do things like this and, and have my home job as well. But I think uh, because I'm so passionate about changing corporate America, not everybody can be an entrepreneur and work at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to leave that that market. I really, really want to not only help working parents transition into home if that's where their passion is. And to work from home, you really have to be passionate about what you're doing. You have to believe in it. You have to have energy. You have to be able to create those boundaries. Um, it it's, it's, sounds glamorous, but for some people, it's hard. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm not only helping the entrepreneurs, but I'm to change the mindset of corporate America as well. I think one of the really important things that you said right there was the word boundaries, because, um, for me personally, you know, I, am an adult with ADD and I am an extraordinarily passionate person. I'm that, I'm that entrepreneur who has like 27 tabs open at the same time, right? I'm, I'm, constantly operating in go mode and ideas come into my head 
like at the speed of light and I want to act on every single one of them. So the hardest thing for me as a work from home parent is follow through and boundaries. I, you know, I'm one of those people. So for me, your service would be extraordinarily important if it were to help me set up those same boundaries that I would have if I had to punch a time clock and I had someone else giving me deadlines and someone else holding me accountable. Personal accountability has become my strength because it had to. Otherwise I was failing miserably at everything I did, quite honestly. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really good point. And I think a lot of times people just jump in. For example, they they have a business idea or they have an opportunity to work from home and they just jump in. And the biggest, biggest piece of advice that I could give to parents that want to work from home, either as entrepreneurs or advocating with their employer that they want that flexibility to work from home. Spend the time up front determining what those boundaries are. Decide what's non-negotiable. So there, if you're in your home all day, you could go a little crazy. So do you have non-negotiables? For me, it's I run every day. I make sure I get out of my house to run or walk if I'm tired or something just to, to get my brain and blood pumping a little bit. Um, create a set schedule. So, you, you know, it's so easy when you work from home to work every single minute of the day. But I'm really passionate about the, these are the times where I'm going to have focused attention with my kids and I'm going to make sure my laptop's in another room, my phone's in another room. And some days, maybe it's 30 minutes and some days it's a couple of hours, but making sure that you have that schedule, both for your work, but also for your kids. Um, I think that's really important. And then the other interesting thing that you had said is, especially when you own your own business and you're so passionate about it, ideas do come into your head. And I find that ideas come into my head at the most random times. <laughs> you know, I'll be at the grocery store and I'll see something all of a sudden. It's, oh, what if I did this? So yeah. I always carry a notebook with me. And I write that idea down and then I make sure that I have time once a week where I go through that notebook and I schedule things. So I, I'm, I have project management uh, experience and that used to be one of my trades and one of my mantras that I teach all new project managers is, yes, everything needs to happen, but not everything needs to happen right now and not everything needs to happen by you. So yeah, that's so important. Delegated time to go through that list of ideas, you can Mm -hmm. say, yes. Yeah, then you can say, this needs to happen. Here's who can do it, and this is what it needs to be done by. Yeah, that's delegating was so huge to me because being in corporate, you know, when I was in corporate America, there was, you know, there was someone else to do those things that I wasn't great at. There was an accountant or there was a receptionist or there was a mechanic, you know, there, there was somebody to do that other stuff. There was IT. And then when I started working from home, I thought that as an entrepreneur, all of that stuff, I suddenly had to become masterful at and manage myself because now I'm an entrepreneur and that's my job. And it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't the case, you know? And and I think another thing that took me a long time to realize and my, my family to realize was just because I'm working from home doesn't mean that I'm a housewife now. (laughs) 
Ain't that the truth? <laughs> right? Please do not schedule me to pick your mother up for her, you know, hair appointments every Thursday at two o'clock because I'm working. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, it's. I think that's the other advantage of the set schedule. Actually, communication is so important in any job, but it's super important when you work from home. So being able to say, "These are the hours that I am going to work," and so I am. I may be home, but do not open that door because I'm in that room working. And once you set that expectation, that's actually not only better for you, but it's better for your entire family. Absolutely. So Heather, tell everybody where they can get a hold of you and where they can find your book. So my website is parentswithcareers.com. And on there, you, there's links to the books. There's links to my direct email if anyone would love to reach out to me. And I, I really do love to talk to other working parents. I'm very passionate about that. So please, please reach out. And there's also links to my Twitter handle, my Facebook page, my LinkedIn profile. So all of that can be found on parentswithcareers.com. And on there, there's also a blog that has uh, a lot of content to help working parents really navigate, navigate this wonderful journey that we're on that's very unique and powerful to us. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather Vashilevsky. And um, Parent Nation, check it out, parentswithcareers.com. And we're going to go to break in just a few seconds. And when we come back, we're going to be talking with Mitch Dowell from Branding Experiences about how we can get our branding and our businesses aligned, even if we're working from home. So we're going to be talking with him when we come back. Stay tuned. Or pop-up window. Or close your iTunes player. Uh, oh, f*** it. Parrot Nation, Tara Kennedy-Klein needs a pee break. And then we'll be right back with more Parenting with a Twist. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. 
Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to Parent Nation with Tara Kennedy Klein, the Internet's top talk radio show featuring real talk for real parents. Clean my house? <laughs> it's time to clean their house. You know what it means if my house is clean? I have big closets and a broken computer. Shaken and stirred up with a twist from America's family advocate, Tara Kennedy Klein. And now, back to the show. Hey, Parent Nation. Welcome back to the Home Business Happy Hour. I just absolutely love this show that we do once a month because it uh, it really brings in one of my passion points, which is um, running a business from your home and, and making it fun. So, um, I, you, Kelly, before yeah. we go to our next guest, I just wanted to tell you, I, I was looking at our numbers. Do you know that we hit one and a half million listeners last month? And we are already over a million for this month. Yes. Isn't that exciting? Oh, my goodness. You people are awesome. If I just want to say thank you to all the people who are listening and making this show so so popular and, and fun and awesome. And it's what drives me to do it every single week. And uh, so, anyway, I just wanted to take a second to thank you guys for, for listening and shout out, you know, a, an appreciation award. To our listeners, as it were. (laughs) For participating and listening. Exactly. Doggone it. (laughs) So our next guest is uh, Mitch Dowell. And he's been on the show before, but we wanted to bring him back for the Home Business Happy Hour because um, what he talks about is so important to businesses. And it's something that few people really home-based businesses don't put a whole lot of thought into until it's too late. Um, and that is branding, their branding. It's something that I've been working on for years and it took me a little while to get it right. And I think that's because of what I was talking about in the first segment, when I was talking about, um, Mitch's segment, we, when we work for, uh, MLM or we work for another company, we kind of own their branding and we don't set ourselves apart But for me, even when I was in direct sales, I still wanted to focus on being equal and then setting myself apart with my branding. And I think I've done a pretty good job of that, I hope. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. people know know who I am without even meeting me, although they do say say that I look taller on the internet (laughs) when they meet me in person. So anyway, um, so Mitch, hi, welcome to the show. Hi, Tara, how are you? I am doing really, really well. I am... I'm excited to have you back because I think that this is, I think that the topic that you handle, well, branding experiences, I love the way you describe it. You say that it's more than a company name. It's a mindset. And that's the same thing that I say about parenting. It's more than a title. It's a mindset. So when we're talking about branding, how important, I mean, why, why don't people put more thought into it when they're working from home? When to me, that's the most important thing. You know, everybody already knows who corporate America is. If you're working from home, I think it should be even more important, don't you? I totally agree. Um, You're a bit of an underdog when you work from home because for some bizarre reason, 
home-based businesses just, you know, dare I say it, they're not taken as seriously as a business that has, you know, rented office space and, uh, <laughs> you know, mm. uh, a full parking lot. Um, it, branding is the sum of everything that a business puts out into its universe. It, you know, it's, it's design, it's, uh, it's voice, even down to how the receptionist answers the phone. So, you know, we, we are all professional people watchers in our lives, even when we're sitting in the, the doctor's office and with a full waiting room, we're scoping everybody out trying to figure out what their story is. <laughs> and um, we, we do <laughs> and the then same. we make it up in a lot of cases. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, we do the same thing with the, the brands that we do business with. We, uh, you know, we try to figure out what they stand for and what, what they represent sometimes before uh, we do business with them. We try to uh, we try to figure out their story before they, you know, they, they give us their marketing pitch. So it's very important for, for home-based businesses. And it's enjoyable working with home-based businesses to tap into that underdog mentality and to get people really jazzed and excited about creating a brand for themselves. Um, it's a lot of fun. Do you think, this just came to me, and do you think that businesses like Vistaprint, who, I mean, I love, don't get it twisted, I get all my stuff done through Vistaprint. However, now that I have my own logo, I put, I make my stuff with my own logo. Do you think that having this whole template-based mentality around everything from business cards to flyers is actually hurting those home-based businesses? If they want to set themselves apart, it can hurt them in the long run because keep, keep in mind you're not the only person using those templates you know thousands of others across the country are it's interesting uh, there was a uh, a pizza deli client that came my way a couple of years ago and they loved their website it was a template-based website and i dove into the web code and i grabbed a snippet that looked familiar and i put it into google and up came literally hundreds of other pizza websites across the country that were using that exact same template. <laughs> so, Oh my gosh. So, you know, if you don't have another business in your own backyard, you're, you're okay with the template based approach, but keep in mind, you, you know, it, there's nothing original about it. So to keep costs down, of course, the, the Vista prints of the world are very helpful for home-based businesses. Um, I have a lot of clients that use Vista Print. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But uh, if you want to set yourself apart and be original and, you, and have an original voice and a look and feel, then you know it, it really is uh, important to consider working with some kind of uh, a branding and design firm that specializes in home-based businesses and uh, underdog businesses. That's so. If we're, I'm, I'm a new business, I start up a new, you know, landscaping or whatever it is. Is that the kind of business that you work with? Or are you talking about, um, are you talking about businesses that have several employees, but they're just kind of based out of the home? All of the above. Actually, let's use your example from the top of the segment uh, about, um, people who may be taking the, making the transition from MLM to creating their own brand. Mm -hmm. um, I had a client earlier this summer that came to me. She is a, uh, a health and nutrition coach. And, you know, she was doing the MLM thing for a while. She's got young children. She's homeschooling. She's, she's got her hands full. But she's very driven. She's very tenacious. She's very knowledgeable about her field. But she just outgrew the MLM model. And, 
you know, she's she just graduated from it and wanted to create her own vibe, her own brand that represented her unique voice. And, you know, she came to Branding Experiences to help, you know, based on a referral, to help make that happen. So the conversation starts there where I have to ask the, the business professional to start thinking of adjectives that describe their business and their, their uniqueness. So if I were to throw that question back to you, Tara, give me a few adjectives that you feel would describe your brand, the brand of the show. Um, entertaining. Informative, mm-hmm. um, honest, okay, obscene. No. <laughs> <laughs> how about spunky? Spunky. I like spunky. How about sassy? Mm-hmm. Uh, professional, maybe. So, so that's the com- the first part of the conversation I have with clients is to get them to start thinking in terms of adjectives, um, and then to try to to put together the visual pieces that convey that to their audience. So for example, this, this gal was in the health and nutrition space. Um, you know, we created a website that had stock photos of very healthy vegetables and, you know, lettuce and, you know, you know, vegetarian sandwiches and everything. Um, she came to me with some cell phone pics for her bio page and we decided to go a more professional photography route because they just weren't the high quality photos that you, you need to go to look like you compete with like the Dr. Oz's of the, <laughs> of the mm-hmm. marketing world. Um, and it's little things like that, um, that can really set the tone for a, a home-based business so that it looks legit and convincing and compelling and doesn't look like a template driven, uh, slap a uh, logo on a business card and call it a day kind of a thing. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? exactly. And I can say that I know a lot of people that get into their own businesses, you know, whether it's through MLM or, or another marketing or another business model that allows them to work out of their homes, that if you were to ask them to give you unique adjectives about themselves, they wouldn't be able to do it. They're just not, they don't operate from that space. Is that something that branding experiences would help them with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the MLM, the, the, it's plug and play. And, and, and a lot of the marketing and branding is done for you, which is, which is convenient. And that's why it's a very popular business approach. But you do have to start thinking for yourself if you want to move on from that, uh, that templated kind of business uh, lifestyle, so to speak. (laughs) Um, You have to think for yourself and you have to think in terms of adjectives and how you want your audience to perceive you. Um, The best advice that I can give is to start capturing examples out there in the real world of of businesses, whether they're home-based or not, businesses that you feel are really doing it right. Um, Whether it's website links or postcards you get in the mail or what have you. Um, you know, Heather, your, your previous guest had, had mentioned something about, um, carrying a notebook around for one of those, whenever those mm-hmm. light bulb ideas come off, we don't have notebooks anymore. We have smartphones. So we just, right? <laughs> we type things <laughs> up, right. But, you know, use that smartphone, use the cell phone camera to take a picture of something you may see in the grocery store of, of a product label or a brochure or a magazine that captures somebody that, that is doing it right, that you would love to, to brand your business like, um, because we don't have to reinvent the wheel in our marketing and branding, but we do have to come across as unique to our audience 
in a compelling way. And that's yeah. where working with, uh, you know, a, a branding firm can really help out. So do you recommend that um, somebody who's, a, a you know, a little baker, you know, somebody who's working out of their kitchen or whatever, do you recommend that they go the route of actually hiring a graphic artist and, and going through all that just for unique branding? I mean, is it worth it for a it small de- business? It depends on the market. It depends on the product. For example, um, I ran into a, a gal earlier in the summer who has a home-based uh, chocolate business. So it's a mail-order chocolate business. And she says that summertime is her downtime because shipping chocolate, it, it just melts in the UPS truck when you ship it across the country. So, you know, yeah. um, Halloween and Christmas and, and, and Valentine's Day are her crunch times, pun intended. <laughs> but, um, um, but it was it was fascinating. You know, we had that same conversation. You know, she's like, you know, her business and her brand is going to outgrow her own branding where it's going to get to the point where. She is going to need to bring in uh, a professional designer or, um, you know, someone with some more outside experience to help her get to the next level of her business visually. And it's it's a gut feeling. You go through phases as a business owner and go through different chapters of your business ownership and you'll know it. Your branding will look stale after a while. It'll be time to uh, to, you know, polish it up and, and take it to the next level of visual competitiveness. Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing that personally myself and not, not with this brand either with my, with my toy business. Mm -hmm. Um, it was so funny to me because it's, it's a perfect example. I mean, there is a business that is very niche focused. You know, I have very specific clientele, so I don't have a lot of online sales and, you know, to direct to consumer market. So I didn't give it a lot of thought. It just kind of existed. And then somebody looked at my page, my personal page, my radio show page, and then my toy business page. And they were like, you know, two of these things belong together and the other one just doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like that Sesame street song. And I hadn't even, I haven't even gone back and said, wow, that, that should really be consistent with the rest of me because it is me because I always kept thought of it as something separate from myself and so unique that it didn't matter. Right. And you know, consistency can be a tricky word because you don't want it to be consistent to the point where it's one dimensional. If you're a business person that has you know different elements of your you know your business existence, your different business endeavors, they need to stand apart, but they also need to look like a family, like they come from the same brain, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so uh, you know, maybe that's what you're getting at, and and there's a lot of great examples out there. Um, you know, just walking down the uh, uh, the grocery aisle, and you might might see uh, you know General Mills is is, is a popular um, cereal maker, but and they've got different brands and different um, products, but they're all part of the same family. And maybe they have the same kind of general graphical vibe about their product line. Mm-hmm. But they're all, but they all have their own unique identity as well. And so, if you're offering different products or you have multiple companies, you do have that opportunity to create a consistent look without coming across as one-dimensional. And uh, I, I don't come across many home-based businesses that have gotten to that point yet, who, don't, who have multiple businesses and, and have to brand like that. But, uh, but it does happen from time to time. 
and you do hey, run. Hey, I'm always up to. I'm always up for presenting people with a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the out of the box girl. <laughs> hey, we're both ADD buddies, right? You know, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's awesome. So we only have about two minutes left, Mitch. I want the the home business parent nation out there to know how they can get a hold of you, where they can reach you, and that sort of thing. Sure. Well, Branding Experience is the name of the company. It's also a mindset, of course. Um, you can find us at brandingexperiences.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram under the username at brandingexp. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash branding experiences. That's awesome. So people can get a hold of you for coaching and, um, and professional advice as well as do you provide services? Absolutely. Absolutely. All of the above. That's fantastic. Mitch, thank you so much for joining us. Such great information as usual. And also, I want to say thank you to Heather Vashilevsky um, with Parents with Career for being our guest today. If you have opinions, questions, comments, or concerns, join us on our Facebook page or come visit me at tarakennedykline.com. Until next week, everybody, keep playing. Sometimes it just has to pass mom's little barometer of, is this going to shut them up? Connect with Tara online at TaraKennedyKline.com. Until next time, remember this. Parent Nation, why do we keep calling this the hardest job on the planet? Why don't we just appreciate the gift that we're given and try calling?